Verity for breakfast. For breakfast. And yesterday, we did have a bit of a, an issue happen in the Shire of Beverly, parts of Dale. The alert level now for this fire has been downgraded. It's been contained, it's under control. There's now no longer any threat to lives or homes. But if you happen to be around the area yesterday and witness what it was looking like, or if you did have any damage to where you're situated, please do get in touch. It's 132710 here in the studio. Judy from Beverly's giving me a bit of a call this morning. Apparently it's under control, but my daughter's just sent me a photo just a minute ago. She's on the bus going from Beverly to Northern and about, oh, I suppose it's out, actually out away the other side of that fire uh, near Castle Hill. So um, you think it's changed direction? A bit further than what we saw yesterday. Did it look like it was there was quite a bit of damage that was done yesterday, Judy, or not too bad? Oh, Beck just said Cook's paddocks burnt out. Oh, okay. Well, Cook's thoughts with the with the Cooks who are probably dealing with the aftermath today. You don't wish that upon anybody at this time of the year. No. We've got temperatures today getting up to forty. It's just insane. Yeah. Well, I was going northern, but I ain't going now. No. I? Fair enough, Judy. <laughs> and if you're driving, like we do anyway, we be extremely careful. Watch for any emergency services personnel that might be, you know, needing you to follow their directions. It's contained now, though. It's under control. It's stationary and there's been no road closures. But if you want any further information, you can get some from Main Roads WA by calling 138 138 or you can visit the website mainroads.wa.gov.au. Firefighters are still patrolling the area and mopping things up around this morning. It was reported about one o'clock yesterday afternoon. Currently, 217 hectares burnt. But of course, Department of Fire Emergency Services managing the fire now. Verity for breakfast. Retro Reviews with John. March 22nd on this date, William Shatner was brought into the world and this morning we are talking about the film Galaxy Quest. It looks like a lot of fun, John. Good morning, Verity. Look, Shatner did a lot of films, mainly he's best known for his Star Trek franchise and he did a lot of Star Trek films, but this film, Galaxy Quest, is actually a satire of Star Trek and it's basically the stars of a 70s sci-fi show who now scrape together their living by... Um, Going to Comic-Cons, yeah. And, and Comic-Con conventions and whatnot. They're actually beamed up by real aliens to a spaceship because they think the TV series was real. actual events <laughs> and they want them to save them from this tyrant in their own, own solar system. And, of course, like they're fish out of water. They're, they're just actors and stuff, but they, it's just so damn funny from start to finish. It's just brilliant. The cast itself, I mean, um, Harold Ramis, who did Ghostbusters, of course, was signed on for this, and he wanted Kevin Klein to play the lead, which was taken by Tim Allen. He quit saying the whole thing would fail, but Tim Allen is actually really, really good in this film, and, of course, we've got Sigourney Weaver from Aliens, and there's a few alien puns in there. The brilliant late Alan Rickman as the Spock-like character. I love this line, even just from the trailer, John. Raptor's hammer by the Sons of Warband. I shall avenge you. I will say that stupid line one more time. There's there nothing funnier than Alan Rickman's pissed off face. I think the parody of itself in this is because um, he didn't like sci-fi genres and he did this because he thought it was so funny, but he's a Shakespearean trained actor and this would be well below his means and it's the same as the character is he plays in this film, so it's quite funny. Now, when they did this film, it was a lot 
darker than, so they had to redo it again so it would get a G rating. So they, what they did was they overdubbed Fruity Language. Oh, now, okay. If you, if you can lip read, you'll get what they're actually saying. <laughs> now, so a lot of people didn't know that, that, that um, William Shatner was actually um, a bit of an egotistical diva. On, oh. On the, oh, he was really bad, apparently. Like, And he actually got jealous when the other characters started getting fan bases of, of their own. Oh, that's he a bit demanded, petty. He demanded more on-camera time, special lighting. Um, and him and Nimoy actually didn't talk until just a few years before Leonard died, which was about five or six, no, four years ago now, I think, yeah. And uh, the scene where Tim Allen's in a, in, in a restroom and he hears the cast over talking about how the dislike of him actually happened to William Shatner at a Star Trek convention in um, 1986. Really? And the cast actually loved this film. George T.Q. played Zulu. He laughed his ass off, he reckons. He's, he thought it was hilarious. He said it was so true to the fact of the film because Tim Allen just plays Shatner's character so well, even to the point where he loses his shirt when he's doing this fight scene with a rock monster. <laughs> and and Sigourney Weaver's character says, oh, my God, there goes the shirt yet again. Here we um, go. Yeah. So, and the, there's there's lots of puns in it as well, like the NTE 3120, which is the number of the um, to protect the spaceship. The NTE actually stands for not the Enterprise. Oh, okay. So it's and, and if you're a Star Trek, if you're a Trekkie and you think this is in bad taste, there was a Trekking convention in 19, uh, sorry, in 2007 in Las Vegas, and it was voted the seventh most popular Star Trek film, even though it isn't a Star Trek film. Well, there you go, because of all its references. It's got such a cross-reference. If you like sci-fi or comedy or whatever, or a Star Trek fan, you've just got to see this film. It is absolutely brilliant, and it's only an hour and a half or an hour and 40 minutes. It's well worth a, a, a look, for sure. Well, I hope that some of our Triple M listeners give it a go. Even if you're not a Trekkie fan, it still definitely will make you laugh, I think. Thank you so much, John, for our retro review for this week. Verity for breakfast. Breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. The world according to Quinny. Good morning, Quinny. How are we? Uh, Good, Verity. How's yourself? Yeah, very well, thank you. How's your week been? Because you celebrated a birthday during the week, didn't you? Was it a really special day for you? You actually... On that day was National Proposal Day, so did you anything special happen that way or not? <laughs> no, no proposal for me, but that's probably for the best at this point in time. <laughs> I'm sure that'll be alright. Oh, well, that's a good yeah, another year old and wiser we say. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we'll say that anyway. Look, we'll get into we'll get into uh, brass tacks. The school ball that is on tomorrow night. That's going to be a big one. Year twelve is always a highlight of their year. This year, it's still at the art centre at the school. Young ladies and their young bows will be starting to rock up about five thirty. Every fancy car or every old car that's around town's probably been hired out for the day. But we should well. It's the start of their big year for them. Yeah, always a great occasion. I'm sure there'll be plenty of social photos around on social media. Yeah, I hope all the kids have a wonderful time. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Do they young all adults? Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> they're into their young adulthood soon, some of them, aren't they? Pink Stumps is on this weekend as well, Quinny. Yeah, there's a bit happening down the rec centre this weekend. It starts on uh, Pink Stumps is Saturday, but it starts on Friday night, tomorrow night as well. The indoor hockey grand finals are underway, and they've had a fantastic year. It's a fast and furious game, this indoor hockey. Lots of grand finals. I think they kick off about 6 or 6.30, running through to the men's grand final at 8.30. So that's on Friday night. Saturday is a Pink Stumps Day by the Cricket Association. There's going to be a females 2020 game early as well in the afternoon and then followed by the men's game. Sausage sizzles, lots of raffles, 
sort of uh, get up there and get dressed in pink to support the Jane McGrath Foundation and uh, all funds raised on that day will go to that uh, worthwhile charity. That's in the daytime and the netball are celebrating their 70th anniversary uh, dinner and that kicks off in the afternoon and goes through for the night so they're looking for a big crowd apparently this week they've been inundated with ticket it's going to be a great night just a little bit out i found out i got told apparently there's going to be some ladies that played in the first indigenous netball side that was registered in northern back in 1954 will be attending this function so i think that's absolutely fantastic well, that's incredible it is yeah, and they've had a... Well, Northern Netball's been huge over the years. It's been a great stepping stone for the girls in their career. They've got the Wheat Belt Flames. Some girls have gone on to play state netball. So well done to that organising committee. And my understanding as well, there will be a couple of ladies that were on the first committee that'll be turning up as well. So well that'll make for a wonderful celebration. You're banging some meat back there. What's going well, on? There's a bit happening at the... At Quinny's Butchers. Oh dear, and I'll just finish up with you here, Quinny. We do have the AFL beginning as well, and the markets are on. Yeah, the farmers markets. Yeah, can't wait for AFL kicks off tonight, so the weekend. So we're back into it. So uh, the markets, quickly on the markets. There's a cake store down there for Molly Dixon, raising some funds for her trip to uh, Europe for her floorboard. So if you like the old cake store and want to donate to it, get on down to the markets. Always a good day down there. Pick up lots of gifts, and looking forward to the AFL tonight, the start eight. That's it. Well. Someone's trying to bash them in the background. With noise. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to get you ready for the AFL season. Yeah, Toughen yeah. you up. Mark Wilding's on to me. The great club, he says. The great club, Mark Wilding, if you know him out there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Quinny, for your time this morning. I'll catch you next week. All right, Verity, good on you. Verity for breakfast. Triple M. Triple M. Our weekly check-in with Eliza Wynn from the Avon Valley and Wheatbelt Advocate. Some of the big stories in the paper this week, of course... We had 160 med students all throughout the Central Wheat Belt and Avon Valley. We had people hosting them and it went really quite successfully this year, we think, Eliza? Yeah, so like you said, there were 160 med students who visited us throughout the Wheat Belt. Those students were from Curtin and Notre Dame and they stayed out in the Wheat Belt for four days. And the, the plan for this is that hopefully it will encourage some new graduates to pursue a career out in the wheat belt and in the country areas because, yeah, there's been a bit of a shortage in recent years. So hopefully that has been an effective exercise. We also had some success in York with the Hoops for Youth program. Yeah, so Hoops for Youth uh, came back for a second time. So in December last year, the York Community Resource Centre uh, ran the event because they saw a real need in their community for kids in the 12 to 18-year-old age group. So this time they opened up the age group to some of the younger kids and had a really good turnout. They even had um, assigned Perth Wildcats uh, hat uh, from the basketball team that was raffled off. So one of the kids got that and... Yeah, they all had a really great time, so we've got a story on that and a heap of photos as well. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. I'm glad to hear that went well. And also there was a little bit of a goodbye to an Easter tradition. Yes, so Northern couple Eric and Laura Fox have been hosting an Easter sunrise service every year for the last 40 years. During the week, they had an afternoon tea to farewell the tradition. Uh, They're both getting on a bit in their 90s, not looking at though, and they're hoping that um, another church will decide to pick up this tradition and keep it going. They had a great attendance of so many people who've attended over the years, so it was really sad to see that one go. 
Well, if there were lots of people in the attendance of the goodbye, hopefully maybe it's inspired someone to yeah, step up to the plate and host it. It does sound like a, a wonderful tradition. Last but not least, we do have a bit of a colouring competition in the paper this week. Yeah, so in uh, celebration of Easter, we've got a bit of a colouring competition and a giveaway. So that's on page nine of the paper and that's uh, being proudly sponsored by uh, Northern Toy and Bike World and CADS Fashion, Surf and Sports. So if you pick up a copy of the paper, be sure to give that a bit of a colour and drop it back into us. Too easy. Thank you so much for giving us some details on what's made for big stories within the paper this week and look forward to chatting with you next week. No worries at all, Verity.